Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio forward slash Her Fantasy Football on iTunes. And if you're a visual person, you can find us on YouTube as well. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you know what we're doing this offseason. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook forward slash Her Fantasy Football. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Lee. And last show, we did some updating news on this lovely spring off season and we did the AFC East so this show we're going to finish up the AFC it's you know that's a lot of work no deflate gate this time but you know plenty to talk about plenty to talk about so we're going to start with the AFC West I'll do the Denver Broncos news really all you know Ryan Clady might be out for the whole 2015 season it's getting reevaluated again for really how long they're going to be out but you know, if you look at Ryan Clady's numbers last year, they weren't, like, amazing, where I think it's going to be, like, a huge deal. I think, you know, they've got people around them, and they re-signed um, Ryan Harris, who used to play for them a few years back. And, you know, I think I think it's going to be okay. They've got plenty of skilled players. So, yeah. I don't, you know, yeah. it's a little bit of a blow, and- but... They'll take it. But, you know, Harris has also played with Kubiak's system as well, so it's kind of good on both ends. He's been a Bronco, yeah. and he's played in the Kubiak system, so I don't think it's going to be uh, that bad. No, no. Well, must drafts, uh, there's a few. It's the Broncos, people. You <laughs> want at least one of them on your team. Uh, Demarius Thomas, one of the lead wide receivers in the league, he's going early in the second round. Um, you know, don't reach for him with your first five picks, but, you know, if you can get him at pick 12, that's, I think that's great. You know, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm really surprised at how low he's going. Yeah. I think, well, I think no yeah. one's talking about him. It's like, eh. Yeah, well, well, you know, Manning you're, you're going to get your running backs. You're going to get your running backs early. And, uh, you know, obviously Antonio Brown is going to go early. But uh, Demarius is right there. So, and not only that, but there's Emmanuel Sanders as well. Same team. Almost same level. I mean, this guy is amazing, and he's going at the end of the third round, which I think for Emmanuel is great value, too. Um, so both of those must-grabs, if you can get them. Don't go too heavy, but they're great, and they're, they it's have Peyton Manning throwing that. the ball. Yeah, because um, someone was asking me about Emmanuel Sanders coming out and saying that um, he's not going to have as many catches this year. Oh, but crazy town. Like, is the Cody Latimer fear? I don't know. I don't know, but he, the, the player himself said it, and I was like, players don't know. I, you know, like, no. I'm sorry. You got Emmanuel Sanders out there. You're not going to not use him. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm with you. Crazy. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, that's – don't be concerned. It's, it's still a great pick. And then there's Peyton Manning, which is, you know, he's going a little kind of all over the place. Um, but, guys, he was injured last year. He is healthy now. I, you know – I think if, if you can get him at the late third round, I think that is just – I think that's great value. I, you're not going to pick him in the first round this year, guys. Don't do that. Don't do the second round even. Um, and if he's yeah. there at the beginning of the fourth round, that is fabulous value. Um, just make sure, you know, you spend a little extra of a higher pick on your second quarterback than, than waiting till the last round. So, <laughs> um, you know, and the real controversial pick – 
for Denver is the running back situation. So we got C.J. Anderson and Monte Ball, both back, both healthy. C.J. Anderson is going much, much higher. Um, and that's fine and dandy, and, and I'm fine with that. But Monte Ball is falling to the 13th round. That Whoa. is crazy town. If you can get him in the 13th round, which if you get C.J. Anderson, you should handcuff yourself with Monte Ball personally. Especially um, being given the thirteenth. Yeah, that. Oh my gosh, I don't. I don't know why you wouldn't. I would go. I would go higher for Monte Ball. I don't believe that Monte Ball is going to not uh, see the ball as much as some people do this year. I think it's going to be a little bit more of a running back by committee, seeing how they all have problems staying healthy throughout the season. I think they're going to be sharing the ball a little bit more. There's Hillman too, and Hillman's a great back. Yeah, so, he did really well yeah. last year. Yeah, so there, I think there's going to be a lot more sharing this year than um, people are anticipating. So be prepared there. And then for yep. – uh, we do have Cody Latimer. He's a, he's a, a sophomore this year. Um, and he's a great example of a sleeper. You know, Wes Welker's gone. He's six foot three and fast. Um, yep. And, you know, he's – but he's still competing to get there on the field. So definitely keep an eye on him this offseason and make sure that he's being used. People say he's going to be, but sometimes he's not. People drafted him last year, and he didn't do anything. So, uh, you know, just definitely watch that this offseason. They have other options. Um, And in tight ends, you know, we've got Virgil Green. um, But he had a total of 23 receptions last year. Okay, and one touchdown. So please don't get excited about Virgil Green. He is a block tight end. That's what he does. He blocks for Peyton Manning. With Ryan Clady out, guess what? Virgil Green is going to be blocking for Peyton Manning. So uh, and, and he'll be great. And he'll be great. He's a he'll be great at that. If you're a Broncos fan, you're excited for Virgil Green. We love him. Yeah. But for a fantasy aspect, that's not the case. Okay, we got no. And either way, we. Next, your tight end that's really number one for fantasy is Owen Daniels. He's 32 years old, and um, he's not my favorite, but him and Gary Kubiak have this bromance for life, it seems like. I mean, yep. I can't believe Owen Dan's is only 32. He definitely feels like he's in his solid 40s to oh, me. Yeah. He oh, yeah. He definitely like feels mid-30s. I'm like, you're my age? Seriously? <laughs> Well, he played for the Houston Texans under Gary Kubiak. Then he went to Baltimore under Gary Kubiak. Now he's with the Broncos under Gary Kubiak. His best year was in 2012 when he had 716 yards and six touchdowns. Now we are talking tight ends here. So, I don't know. But uh, he's going in the 12th round. I think that's still too high for Owen Daniels. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, I know. Sometimes value isn't value. No, right. he has like three good games a season, and that's it. So frustrating. You know, so. Mm. Yeah, I mean. It's but he's a tight end. They're all bad, so. Mm. Right. It's not going to be a Julius Thomas situation this year for the Denver Broncos and tight ends. Um, I do think Virgil Green is going to see more touches, but I, it's not going to be fantasy worthy. Yeah. So. Agreed. Agreed. Not being fantasy worthy. We've got the Oakland Raiders. So it's really funny. We were doing our <laughs> write-ups, and Brandon and Courtney were mocking me because I have, like, two pages worth of notes on the Raiders, and they're like, this is the Raiders, Ashley. And I have to agree, but I always feel guilty when I don't cover teams, you know? It's like, I feel like i got to give them some sort of love. i got, you know, Raiders fans are like, mad at me. Anyway. Okay. Uh, Latavius Murray. 
I would say he's a must draft. My issue, yeah. my my biggest concern with Latavius Murray is the fact that there's actual conversation about the fact that he is in competition with Trent Richardson for the starting job. Please. And I'm like, anytime you are even remotely in the same sentence as needing to compete with Trent Richardson for a starting job, I'm a little concerned. That's a bad place to be in. With that said, you know, last year's stats didn't really actually show what this player can do. He only had 82 rushes for only 424 yards and two touchdowns. Not great. Granny didn't play the entire season, but, you know, he's going to be a solid player. I feel really good about him. And the plain fact of the matter is he's a starting running back for the NFL, which means someone has to draft him. Period. Is what it is. Michael Crabtree. Not me. Uh, I've never been a Crabtree fan. I will not apologize for that. He has done me dirty. So it's going to be hard for me to be a supporter all season long. And quite honestly, his last good season was in 2012. So, you know, with that being said, he was injury riddled. He, you know, he now is going to be coming to a receiving core with Derek Carr. Maybe he'll have better chemistry with Derek Carr than he did with, you know, Colin Kaepernick. Let's hope. Um, but he has lost some speed because of his Achilles ankle injury. But he does still have solid hands. So, you know, your choice on Crabtree. I don't go down that road, but you feel free if you want to tie yourself well, to Well, where is he going? Way in the 17th, 18th round? Yeah, almost the 18th. Which isn't terrible. Value. You know, yeah, it's not terrible. Yeah, like, I, I don't mind picking him up at the end of a draft. Yeah, absolutely no. not. No. I had a huge problem round, putting him no. in the top 20. Yeah, no. Oh, that's that crazy. Nice. That's crazy talk. If anybody, I mean, don't no, be no, that but person. I, in years past, he's always been a top 20 guy. And every always. year, I'm like, really? Yeah, always. But the issue is we've got Amari Cooper here, who's now the hot shot receiver, which could be good for Crabtree. It might Ooh. open Crabtree up a bit, because he really hasn't had another hot shot retriever with, receiver with him. I mean, he had Anquan Bolden, but... You know, does he have I, a retriever? I, lo- I love Bolden. We need to get to the bottom of that. <laughs> Did I say retriever? He would. Yeah. He uh, would. You corrected it to receiver, but it was really cute. He doesn't have yeah. a hot shot retriever. He would have he a does retriever. Love adorable. He would have a retriever. He I totally think that's totally appropriate. Dog yeah. Man. Anyway, I Cooper. love Cooper this year. I do. I am too. I'm excited for Cooper. I think there's going to be some good potential here. He was the number one draft yeah, pick overall for the Raiders. Uh, and they really like him. They think he's the real deal. They say he makes almost no errors. He runs great routes, consistent route runner. These are the things that are essential for your wide receiver one on a team. So the fact that he's coming in as a rookie and is already doing this and they feel good about it is fantastic because the routes are usually the biggest problems that they can't pick up on the routes in the NFL and the speed of it. So we've got to wait a little bit till OTAs and preseason is a bit more in full swing, but I feel really good about him. The fifth round is kind of high. I don't know yeah. if I'd go that high for him. I wouldn't go I'm that. I'm saying he's yeah. going to be overdrafted. I love him as a player. Yeah. If you're in Dynasty, I would draft him high. Absolutely. If you're in a redraft, man, you're still on the Raiders. And, you're still and a, a rebuilding team with yeah. lots of young people. Yeah. yeah. Very I talented, mean, though. Very talented. So, yeah. yeah. You know, I did have that knows? in my notes. He might be. I'm like, don't stretch too high for this guy. He is, in yeah. fact, yeah. still a Raider. Yeah. I need to see more from the, I mean, but everyone's hyped up about the receiving core with Derek Carr, but I, I need to see more. I, I yeah. would not stretch in the fifth to sixth for him personally, but sleeper is not a whole lot. Josh Harper, he, that's an interesting one because he's a wide receiver that used to play with Derek Carr in college, and he did really well with him. So there could be some interesting chemistry there, but he's on the verge of even making the team slash practice squad. So got to keep your eye on But it's intriguing. It could They did play really well together in college. So and then Andre Holmes, you never know about him. And then people also are hyped up about Roy Hallou, I can't say I'm on the same hype with him. Um, 
they've also got Marcel Reese. So you've got two, you got Marcel Reese, the fullback. You got Roy Hulu. They're putting in a running back role. They just, it's to me like the Raiders have never had a great running back core in the last, I don't know, five, six years, maybe decade. I wouldn't put a whole lot of stock in it. So you can get them low, real low, like 21st. You probably don't need to get them, but I just, you know, don't be that person that's like being like, oh, Roy Hulu. Don't do it. Or Marcel Reese, the absolute most underutilized player in the national Well, that's the thing. Both of them are underutilized players. So it's like, what's the point? Like you're going to attach yourself to this guy and they're not even going to use them. Literally, he had 21 carries the entire season. Like, it's just ridiculous. The Raiders are going to do some crazy stuff this year to make that um, offense gel together. So I'm interested to see what happens. Um, San Diego Chargers must drafts um, Antonio Gates, the never-ending, aging tight end. Father time. Father time. It's serious. Okay, in reality, he is 35, so that is old. (laughs) In the National Uh, Football League. But it doesn't look like he's slowing down. He had 12 touchdowns last year and 821 yards for tight ends. That's awesome. Um, He's very slow. Yeah, he he can still do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still big body and sturdy. Slowing down in stats, not in in actual speed. Right, Right. he's very slow. (laughs) He's such a big guy. He's huge. He's like a mountain. Yeah, it's amazing that he can do what he can do. Cheers, Um, Antonio Gates. And he's going in the mid-seventh round right now, and I think that's a perfect spot to I'm okay with that. Absolutely. I mean, to me, you have Rob Gronkowski and everybody else, right? And father time. And Jimmy Graham and uh, Greg Olson kind of are like the second tier, I would say. Mm-hmm. And um, Martellus Bennett, maybe, put him up there. And then everybody yeah. else. But I think Antonio Gates is right there in that second tier. Seventh round is great. Great value. Yeah. Um, what we're all excited about with the Chargers is their new running back, Melvin Gord. Ooh. Ooh. I feel yeah. good about this. The only rookie who will probably be on my fantasy team. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, really sliding in and, and making good choices and, and looks like he's ready to be a starter in the NFL, which is great. I love him as a person. You have to ch- check out the um, Road to the Draft special on ESPN. It does help it's when like you actually adorable. like your players. Yes, he's super cute. Um, but I don't want you guys to forget, Danny Woodhead is back this year. He was injured early last year, early mm-hmm. in the season last year, and that man is a beast, okay? He, in PPR. 2013, exactly, he had Seriously. over 1,000 total yards and eight touchdowns, 76 receptions as a running back, as a second-tier running back. So, I mean, yeah, in PPR leagues, I mean, do it. Money. He's going as high as the 13th round, and I think that is completely appropriate for Mr. Danny Woodhead. I well, love him. I think he's going to be sneaking even higher and higher. Yeah. You're going to need that vet that veteran leadership there with the rookie running back. So I think he's going to get a lot more playing time for that reason alone. And this, listen, these are the receivers you have. You have Keenan Allen, who had an off season last year. Maybe that was his sophomore slump. Maybe he's going to come back. He is going pretty high for a guy who didn't do that well last year. So um, not going to say don't take him, but it make sure you're getting your money's worth. There are other consistent wide receivers with great – quarterbacks that aren't going against such tough defenses um, that you might want to sneak. And then Malcolm Floyd just came out and said this is probably going to be his last year in the NFL, um, which is Ooh. really sad because he actually had better numbers than Keenan Allen did last year. Eddie Lacy's in Chicago, so you don't even have to worry about him. we got Stevie Johnson now, but I don't think he's 
He's going to be more of a slot kind of guy. More of an Eddie Lacy. Eddie Royal, you mean? Eddie Royal, excuse me. Eddie Royal. Oh, they uh, wish they had Eddie Lacy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It, it would be pretty Eddie Lacy if they had, they had Eddie Lacy, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so just, you know, there's receivers-wise, to be honest, none of them are my favorite. For how high Keenan's no. going, I don't know. No. I don't know. I wouldn't have Antonio Gates. I do love Phillip Rivers as your second quarterback. And if you are going to stack yourself up in receivers and running backs and get that Rob Gronkowski early, Phillip Rivers as your number one quarterback is not anything, you know, to hate on. Uh, I I, I like him. He was a 13th-ranked quarterback last year. Um, He's got better numbers than both – had better numbers than both Stafford and Tannehill last year who are ranked higher than him this year. So – and I see a better year for him with Melvin Gordon and Danny Woodhead back being able to throw to his, his running backs more. Because Melvin Gordon has good hands, too. So uh, that is the Chargers. Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah. I love that they have, like, no news. They're, like, the steadiest I know. team. I like the teams so with boring. no news. Just, like, but it's just like, doing it uh, in the grind. Yeah, I love it. Easy job. Jamal Charles is a must-start, obviously, but he's going as the number one pick on Fantasy Pros. And I kind of go back and forth on this, like, yay or nay. I mean, on one hand, of course, he's like a big-time player um, and the entirety of the Chiefs' offense thus far. Um, yes. On the other hand, though, his numbers have decreased the last three years. And from 2013 to 2014, his rushing yards dropped 250. He had three less rushing touchdowns. 400 less receiving yards and two less receiving touchdowns and an extra fumble. He was injured. Yeah. And I think if Le'Veon Bell wasn't facing the suspensions, Le'Veon Bell would be the number one pick. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I think it would leave, but I I love Jamal Charles as one or two. I think that's where he should go. I mean, but I think that he is, you know, he said that he wants to like play, you know, for a while. And he, They've really been treading on those tires. So, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's like... I, you know, I mean, listen, he's an amazing athlete. I have nothing bad to say about him. He's clearly a top five running but back. But, Brandon, no this doubt. is Alex Smith's year. This is it. But, Jeremy, I can't even say it seriously. But they did build up around him this, they this build, They're year. building him. They're building enough to have some, you know, something in the air to, to loosen it up a bit for Charles, which yeah, probably yeah. make him actually more productive. So I hope so yeah um i will say though now davis is your new best friend yeah. oh handcuff okay. yourself for sure he th- it's a mandatory handcuff because he gets used so much much uh also travis kelsey so uh, man the the hype is like off the charts for this guy people are freaking out so supposedly yeah. he's gained 10 extra pounds so that he could be a better blocker Last year, he ended the season with 862 yards and five touchdowns. He also lost three fumbles, though, yeah. as a receiving tight end. That's, that's a lot. Um, it was his rookie season, so we're hoping that he improves. Uh, but his ADP right now puts him in the fourth or fifth round. That's crazy. And that's, that, that's too much risk-reward stuff for me, personally. I would rather wait and get old father time Antonio Gates that's right. than take... Than take Kelsey in the fourth round. That is crazy because Gates had a better season than tra- than Kelsey. Right, but first you're not, of all, you're not doing last season. I get that. And yes, he but is old. He is old, but he's Gates. He's Father Time. He has found the fountain of youth. And Kelsey had a lot of games where he was like zeroing out on you last year. Yes, 
So yes. for me, consistency. Gacy's going to always get you points, not so much with Kelsey. It's too high yeah. in the fifth. It's way too high. I just, I mean, I get the potential. I'm hoping the best. I feel like a fourth-round pick, not even close. Yeah. Um, you also want to draft Jeremy Macklin, obviously, with or without you know, any faith in Alex Smith because he's a stud and he's going in the fifth or sixth round. That's right. He's going below Travis Kelsey overall. <laughs> That's bananas. That now, is crazy. I mean, I know tight ends They didn't week. score a touchdown last year. Yeah, it's true. That is So true. I understand, but I'm all about getting him in the sixth or seventh round. No problem. Yeah. Full confidence. And speaking of um, sleepers, Chris Conley is a uh, – rookie wide receiver that they just drafted I think he's going to take over actually as the second person um, over Albert Wilson but keep your eye out Albert Wilson is going into his second year you know once again the Chiefs wide receiving core was so bad last year I just see them kind of cleaning house Chris Conley though he's he's like average size like 6'2", 211 something like that but he's super fast run a four. 0.35 40-yard dash, and he had a great broad jump. And you know how we love broad jumps here mm-hmm. on fantasy football. Mm-hmm. Love them. So important. So, but he nope. does have a lot of athletic prowess. So <laughs> I, 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 and, you, and he's not named Amari Cooper or Kevin White, so you're going to be able to get him a lot lower in the draft. And I think that he's someone to keep an eye out on during the preseason. Awesome. All right, guys. AFC South. This is exciting. We're going to start off with the best team, Jacksonville Jaguars. Woo! The Jags. Jags. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Poor Jags. The Jags draft class has been hit with a bit of the injury oh, bug. Man. Um, and the hits keep on coming, Jags. We're sorry. So I'm sure everybody's heard about this point, but the Jags first round pick and third overall draft pick of the entire draft. Defensive end Dante Fowler Jr. He's out for the season with a torn ACL. Mm. And the best part is this happened within an hour of the first day of the two-day minicamp so last month. <laughs> Within an hour, they lose their big draft pick. I mean, it's it's so sad. Typical Jags, just like, gosh, can they not catch a break? And then they just lost James Sample for at least a little bit. He's a free safety. Um, and so he, he basically is going to have to undergo surgery for a broken arm. The good news is that he is expected back by training camp. So not all is lost, but it's just like another, you know, sticking it in. <laughs> Bummer. Um, in terms of who's a must draft, I'm not sure there's any like must must drafts from the Jags, but I felt again like I need to throw somebody in there. And I will say Allen Robinson is a very very close must yeah. draft. Um, I, like I like him a lot. You know, if there was someone that actually formed a little bit of chemistry, you know, it, it was Bortles. It was definitely Allen. And you know, he had was having a really good year until he broke his foot. He had 48 catches for 548 yards within the first 10 games, which is pretty good for a rookie. You know, and the Jags believe in him. So I believe in you too, buddy. I like Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. I like him a lot. Uh, and you can get him in the 10th round. Great. Which is great value. Great, great value for him. Where can you get Marquise Lee? Thomas. I like Marquise Lee too, actually. I didn't even make notes on Marquise You're Lee. You're like, I'm done with that guy. No, but he was also injury Brown, prone last season. I can only cover so many star players on the Jags. No, there's just there's not enough time only... in the day for the Jags. I agree. But I agree. No, I think they have I, this like, talk- cute wide receiver core that, you know, and Alan Hearns, remember that guy? He was like random 20-point game guy. I'm, I'm, I'm digging it. Yeah. I'm digging, I'm digging the Just- uh, wide receiver draft. <laughs> well, the problem is Bortles needs time to throw the oh. ball. That's where, that's where it gets I'm problematic. 
but willfully, you know. Uh, and then Julius Thomas, our buddy, who I'm talking about next here, doesn't help that out either, is the fact that he is not a blocking tight end. That is not Julius Thomas's strong no. suit. <laughs> so that's not going to help him out. You know, and last year, I was a little disappointed, quite honestly. I mean, he didn't have, for me, the same kind of year he had before, you know, that kind of je ne sais quoi kind of quality to him. But he was the seventh best tight end, so you do have to draft him. He's a top ten tight end. Just, you know, know what you're going to get. He's not a good blocker, and he got Bortles in a... Not a great offensive line. So don't be looking at numbers from the Broncos and think you're going to get that same production out of Julius Thomas and the Jags. It's just it's not going to happen. Anyway. Uh, my sleepers are Mercedes Lewis, which we were making fun of before the show because I couldn't even find an ADP on him because no one's drafting him. Because, again, it's the Jags. Not but um, Mercedes Lewis, A, is just a fantastic human being. He's been with them since 2006. When I think the Jags, I think... Mercedes Lewis. I do. You know? And I like that. I like that I think of a tight end when I'm thinking of a team. And he's just an all-around good guy that is welcoming of Julius Thomas. And he's excited to play with him. He even, like, restructured his contract to make sure that they could accommodate what they needed to. And what's good about it is that the offensive coordinator, Greg Olson, he likes to run multiple tight end sets. So Lewis could actually be used a decent amount this season. So I like that. TJ Yeldon, he's the new running back that they're going to have. New coach Gus Bradley has said that he is very pleased with what he has seen out of him thus far. He's expected to get the start. We tend to stray away from rookies a bit, but the running back position is the one position that will we'll kind of be like, all right, green light, go, give him a chance. And I don't expect even any remote competition out of Toby Gerhardt, Jenner Robinson, Storm Johnson, or Bernard Pierce. I just, mm. not after last season, I don't see it. That's really nice. it. Tennessee Titans. Yeah, Uh, Tennessee Titans. No Mastraus here. We're just going to go straight down. The hype around Marcus Mariota is out of control. So, this is my feeling on Marcus Mariota. He's going in the 14th round. I feel like if you get an Aaron Rodgers, an Andrew Luck, a Cam Newton, somebody who can stay healthy and who is good, Mariota is a fine backup, right? Because you know, you might use him just on the bye week, right? Or, or, you know, because it is, this is a, you know, very young team and an offense that needs a lot of work. So, and they have a bad defense. It's not even like they can, like, help out in that scenario. Um, So, Mariota, to me, definitely, if you have somebody, like a Peyton Manning who you're afraid might get injured, um, or you wait on a quarterback and you take, like, um, Tom Brady or Tony Romo, you want a more consistent second quarterback in my eyes than Mariota. And not that Mariota's not going to be Better. consistent, but the team in general scares yeah. the living. But he's a rookie with no support. Yeah, yeah. it all scares me. Um, <laughs> so, no not offense, my favorite. That's just what it is. Yeah, and it's not him, per yeah. se. It's the team. Yeah. No, it, you course. know, so... Um, which kind of brings me to the receivers. Okay, so Kendall Wright is going in the 16th round. I think that's fine value. I think that's great value. Yeah. Um, I, I'm totally okay with that. Rookie Doral Green Beckham is going in the 18th round. I think that's fantastic value. Um, I think he's going to be really good this year. He's been looking good this offseason. I, I really enjoy him. So I, I'm okay with you drafting him. And, you know, yeah. 18th. That, I think that's great. Cheap Those, rookies are the best rookies. They are. But the only thing is is that they actually have quite a bit of competition within receivers. You have Kendall Wright. You have Green Beckham. You have Harry Douglas. 
and you have Justin Tucker, and Tucker's good. Tucker's a sneaky little guy, so... Um, well, he's potential. He is potential. Potential. He's a potential he dude. The never. He is, but I'm. I'm. Again, last pick. He might not even be picked up. You can possibly pick him up on things once you see how Tennessee is going to <laughs> gel together. And then there's Delaney Walk Walker. I mean, he's he's going in the fourteenth round. Um, he's. I'm okay with the fourth. Yeah. yeah, I think he's. I mean, but if other. Tight ends are going in the fourth and fifth round. That means he's probably your second tight end at this point. Um, or not. Because with a rookie quarterback, he's going to have to dump off short yardage a mm-hmm. lot because he's going to be pressures on what to do. And you're going to have Delaney Walker right well, there. Well, yeah, and you're not going to want to rely on the running backs, Bishop Sankey or rookie running back David Cobb. You certainly mm-hmm. are not, no. Mm-hmm. No, and they're going in the 12th and 13th round. So pretty close to each other. So definitely watch Tennessee Titan this offseason to see uh, – the competition with all positions, all skill positions, because uh, it's there. And so you don't want to draft the wrong one. So, But as of right now, you really don't have to draft any of them. So. Nope. <laughs> right now, there's not a right one. Indianapolis Colts, the opposite of yeah. the Tennessee Titans. You're <laughs> drafting everybody. Here we go. Yes, you are. Did you know that the Colts have the oldest roster in the NFL, the average That's age? That's crazy. They don't seem old. They don't seem the old. No. I mean, with Frank Gore and Andre Johnson, I think that really bumped Johnson. them up. Definitely, like, yeah. kicked yeah. that average up a bit. I want to hang out with T.Y. Hilton and his wife. Yeah. But I believe what I read is they actually had one, they had the oldest roster last year, and then this just, like, escalated that, yeah, like really no. bridged the gap, bridged the gap on, on the old teams. Uh, <laughs> I was surprised. But what I love, a lot of time I feel like old, the average age is 27.5. And I'm like, screw you. Ancient. That's the old. Ancient. That's the ancient age. It's a good thing I'm be still 27 again. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, anyway, we're dra- like Courtney said, we're drafting everybody. You got Andrew Luck. You know, he is going in. You know, the first round, the second round, depending on how many teams you have. He's the first of the quarterbacks that's going to go off the boards. And I shouldn't have to tell you why you're drafting him. He was, you know, the top quarterback last year. Yeah, unless you played him in week 16. This year. Sure, that, that was not mm. ideal. Brandon's still bitter But he even one. has more but targets this year, more reliable targets. That's the thing. They've it's added even great. more yeah, even talented better. people mm-hmm. around him. He's got an even better year. It's going to be huge. I know. I'm just Love a Debbie Downer. No, I, I feel you. I get it. <laughs> T.Y. Hilton, guys. I've, he, he's been touch and go for me because he burned me a few years ago. But mm-hmm. he should be rejoicing at the Andre Johnson pickup on the opposite side yeah. of the field. Plus, rookie Philip Dorsett, who adds another threat in the air and another speedster that he needs to be covered. You know, all this could do is open up more options for Hilton. Hilton is the wide receiver one. He's the main guy there. You know, and what I'm even more excited about is Frank Gore. Frank Gore is going to finally open up even more of the passing game for the Colts because they actually are going to have a running attack. Amazing. Love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. And let's hope they actually use Frank Gore, unlike the San Francisco 49ers, uh. okay? I, it's so irritating. <laughs> I don't care this guy is 32, you know, but he's a powerful runner, and he's one of the toughest runners to bring down in the NFL. And, you know, there's just, there's nothing in my mind bad about Frank Gore. What I will say is make sure you handcuff yourself with him, though. And Andre Johnson, super jazz for Andre Johnson, what I like about him is that he's never really played with let alone a good or incredible quarterback, let alone a Hall of Famer potential quarterback and yeah. Andrew Luck. 
I think he's going to be a great wide receiver, too. I really do think he's going to put up really great, solid two numbers. I look forward to him not complaining. That would be nice, too. Yeah. I'd like to see more chipper <laughs> Andre Johnson. I look forward to that. A little, a little happier, mm-hmm. perhaps. Mm-hmm. I, I not that he didn't have anything to complain about, but I felt like every season he was upset about something. Just because he played for the Texans. He was. Right. I mean, I, I get it. There. I get it. We all get it. Yeah. You know. What I don't get, though, guys, is the fact that Dwayne Allen is going above Kobe Fleener. Yes. I, no. I, I, I'm not sure I understand No, Dwayne that. Allen is the much better tight I end. He's a better all-around but tight end. Dwayne and Allen Kobe Fleener, his drops were out of control. Yeah, and Dwayne Allen I know, was but injured here's the issue. last year. So they, they didn't use him as much. They used him more as a, a, a decoy than anything, and I think he is better but they use him as a bigger body. The Colts, they, they like to operate with their two tight ends. They like both of them. I like both of these guys. I would draft both of these guys. And Fleener has some really bad drops, like really, really bad. But Epic. they use Fleener more. He's more of an offensive weapon, whereas Dwayne Allen is a bit more of the body. Dwayne Allen is like the true tight end in terms of football, and Kobe Fleener is much more of the fantasy tight end that you actually need to score you points. I mean, I think you might be right. He, on you know, that. Fleener was the sixth highest scoring tight end, and he just was targeted a lot more than Dwayne Allen. I mean, was. I don't agree so with the team doing that, but I think you're right. That's what they do. I think it was because do. Allen was hurt last year. I don't yeah. think Fleener is going to be targeted as much as, as Allen this year. I don't. I think Allen's going to go back to his position. Fleener is going to go back to, you know. Seen them occasionally, but but he but Fleener scored more fantasy points than Julius Thomas last year. Yeah, they used Fleener a ridiculous amount. Yeah. No, I am with you. They totally did. But now they yeah. have Andre Johnson to help with that Fleener going in the middle of the field situation of last year. And I just I just yeah, yeah they'll run Johnson in the slot. But my problem is, will they look at the tape? Because when they do, they're going to cry about having Kobe Fleener. You know what I'm saying? Like, those drops are out of control. The, drop, the drops aren't like, oh. The problem with his drops is they're not just, like, a drop, like, a five-yard pass. They're a drop on, like, an open yeah. catch. Like, could have been a touchdown. 40 yards down the field. Yeah. yeah it's, and right in the hand. They're bad, they're bad drops. Yeah. No, they're, they're really bad. But, but yeah, I hey, mean. Hey, you know what? You don't care. You don't care. You care about numbers of fans. I agree. I agree. So we got to wait and see. Wait for preseason. Andrew Luck loves them, so. Yeah. Anyway, I also like potential sleepers in terms of Philip Dorsett. He's another wide receiver they've added. He's quick. He's fast. Uh, Pep Hamilton, who's the offensive corner, said he has actually torn up all two wide receiver set plays. He's going to be running all three and four wide receiver plays all season long, which puts Philip Dorsett into that third role, which means and he's a speedster like Hilton. It's going to be a complete matchup and nightmare for defenses. I like this chance for him to put up some really solid low end wide receiver two numbers. And then, like we said with Frank Gore, handcuff yourself. Figure out between Dan Heron and Vic Ballard who's going to be that backup person. Because Frank Gore might go down. He is older. He is 32. And figure out if they look decent, it's probably going to behoove you to handcuff yourself. Right now, Heron's the guy. So that's it. Houston Texans. All right. So I have the Houston Texans this year, and um, I just want to remind everyone that it's between Ryan Mallett, Brian Hoyer, and Tom Savage <laughs> for a starting role. Ugh. It's a sexy lineup. They that have announced sexy that there is right no there. timeline for announcing a starter. So exactly <laughs> what I love. It's going to be game six. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I was literally just looking at it going, no, Who no, are you? No, who no, are no, you favoring? No. Who do you want? 
Either way, either you're not drafting any of them, just, correct? Of the quarterbacks? No. I mean, I'd so, of course not. But wouldn't you rather say Tom Savage all season? Tom Savage I, is a great, great name. name. Tom Savage ravaged the field I last week. I think there's a possibility of Brian Hoyer doing some. It won't be Tom. Yeah. I, I think, I think he's Hoyer. my favorite. Yeah, but I I don't know. I need to see it. I need to see yeah, it. and it might just be like we're still like tainted by Cleveland with Hoyer, so like we're we're rooting for Hoyer just in general in life. Right. <laughs> but I don't think that not announcing a quarterback is helping someone like Hoyer out who had to go through this hold back and forth all last. Well, right. he knew exactly. that going into Houston, but he knew that going into Houston. You know? I think that this is this is yeah. fine. These guys are young; they need to figure it out. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm okay with them not announcing it yet. Right, so thank goodness they have Arian Foster. Now, let me take a moment with Arian Foster. Okay. Yes, he is injury prone. Let's just put that out there. That is the truth. It happens. You are going to have to every week check the injuries, and you're going to have to determine whether or not he's playing. But when he is playing, he accrued 90-plus total yards of offense and or scored a touchdown in every outing except one. He is awesome. Like, mind-blowing and what's going yeah. on his ADP puts him in the second round so imagine that you got Gronk or Odell Beckham or Antonio Brown and then all of a sudden you get Arian Foster oh yeah, yeah. that's a yeah. real scenario. or you get or it real it is you can even get Le'Veon Bell with like yeah. the fourth pick overall and you can st- Arian Foster might still be there it's yeah wide insane. receivers are deep yeah so, so go with Aaron Foster. I'm telling you, yeah. I, I just want to re-emphasize that he is huge. And then what you do is you coddle Alfred Blue like he's your baby. You <laughs> love him so much, and I don't care what you have for a bench, you have to have him on there. And just, just switch him in. Like on Sunday, just switch him in if you need to. Just do it. Just don't think. Don't think. Just do that. Don't overthink it. Yep. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. So he's going in the third or fourth round, which is is a little high. But then I looked at his number, and I was like, no, not really. He had 1,210 yards last year and only six touchdowns because it's Houston. But that's great. And that was his sophomore season. This is his third year. That's usually when wide receivers take their jump. I'm all about it. If, If he's your second or third player taken off the board, fourth player taken off the board, yeah. I think I think you can feel pretty confident in that, and I I do think that he is talented enough to take the, the third year leap. So, um, I like him. I do. I'm glad he's not going in like the second round. Right. I got a little nervous. That's, that's way too high. high. I think I would third say round is way. I would too say high. fourth. I'd for say him. yeah. I think yeah, you get him in your fifth. You should be happy. Wow. Because quite honestly, I do think it helps that you had Andre Johnson on the other side of the ball, which is a threat. He's Andre yeah. Johnson. You do have to definitely still defend yeah, he's him. He's going to be now the number is one Cecil Shorts does not pack that same kind of reputation. Yeah. No. Yeah. But I was going to say Cecil Shorts is Mr. Sleeper. He's going, he, he's borderline not even getting yeah, drafted. He is the number two guy. He did have some talent, but he was playing in Jacksonville. Um, you know, he's Mr. Sleeper every year, so it's tough to know. But he's going to be in the slot for sure, and he may also be on the outside. And, of course, they didn't be in the slot if it's going to be Ryan Mallett or Brian Hoyer. He might be getting a lot of passes. Right. So I agree. I think, I think Cecil Short's value is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'm, I feel completely opposite yeah. with DeAndre Hopkins and Cecil Short's. Not saying that, Hop- that Short's is better than Hopkins. I'm just saying for the value, what you're spending on them. Yeah, I mean, in the third or fourth round, I'd rather get 
my first tight end and or another running back than, or my quarter, first quarterback than I would want to spend it on DeAndre Hopkins, personally. Yeah, I mean it's a it's it's a leap of faith because it's Houston. Yeah, all of them. Exactly. Are, you know? Yeah, exactly. except Aaron Foster. <laughs> yeah. Except Foster, he's amazing. AFC North, Cincinnati Bengals. So I'm excited. I was telling Courtney, it's so weird when you had covered a team. I don't know if you feel the same way, Brandon. And then you didn't cover it the next year, and then you have it again, and it's almost like relearning all your babies. You're like, oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about you. Oh, there you are. There you are. Well, Jeremy Hill is not someone to forget by any means. Um, Perhaps you will not be as surprised I was, but I I was to see that he actually had more points than C.J. Anderson and LaShawn McCoy last Mm -hmm. year which is pretty impressive as he was in a running back by committee situation. It definitely kind of waned out towards the end there, but he definitely still, with Giovanni Bernard, had split carries. The fact that he was able to do so well, I'm very impressed with. He was a top 10 back last year, and hopefully that encourages the Bengals to stay, you know, on the right path here and not do a committee. Just run Jeremy Hill. Run him all day, every day. Just, Just pound and ground him, Okay. AJ Green, I I am not hitting the panic button. AJ Green because of his subpar season last year, and by subpar I mean he was still the twenty fourth best wide receiver last yeah, year. Still people, a still a starter. He's a very talented and tough player to defend. You know, and you know for all the newbies out there, when you're looking at cheat sheets or when you're looking at stats, keep in mind that he was hurt a lot of last mm-hmm. season. So when his numbers aren't looking great, that's due to injury as well. It is also rumored that he's having the best spring ball of his career right now. And I want to believe it. I like it. I am all in on AJ Green. That was all music in. to all my in ears. I actually had a reaction. Yeah. <laughs> I got chills. Like, chills, Green. <laughs> now, Mohamed Sanu I'm a little more nervous about. Yeah. So, here's the deal with Sanu. Oh. So, while we were hoping for a big season out of Sanu, he was still the 30th best whiteout in 2014, yeah, which games. isn't bad. Yeah, huge games. Huge games, you know. And, and, but the problem is it, it wasn't great all season. Yeah. It wasn't great the whole season. So this is a tough one because it, with him, this is going to come down to chemistry. I cannot stress enough that you're going to need to watch the Bengals in, term of, in terms of preseason to see how they're doing, not just looking at some numbers. Sorry. Because Sanu blew up when A.J. Green and Marvin Jones weren't playing. He had 628 yards on 39 receptions and four touchdowns. But then Green comes back, and it's like, where did Sanu go? Yeah, he's yeah. gone. What happened? He only had 17 catches of the total of 162 yards and one touchdown after that. It's like he completely disappeared. Yeah. So if we are able to find a good chemistry with Green, Jones, and Sanu, who are all back and healthy this year, and they're able to have a chemistry and they all know their roles, I think all three of them could be fantastic. I think fantastic. all three of them are, yeah, could be fantastic as well. This could be like the, the yeah, crazy they just trio have, of receivers. Yeah. yeah, they got another roles, yeah. which means you know, Marvin Johnson is one of my sleepers. Marvin he Jones, gave him the 19th yeah. round. Sorry, Marvin Jones, yeah. 19th round. This guy, let me, let me just, okay, let me just get into him. I got really excited with Marvin Jones. <laughs> so, he did not play a single play last year. So, many people are going to forget about him. Clearly, he's going the 19th, and he's going to drop down, and you are going to get a steal, yeah. a steal yeah. out of Marvin Jones. To give you an idea of the impact this guy can have, is that as he was the number three wideout, but he only started three regular season games last year, sorry, in 2013, but he had 51 catches for 712 yards and 10 touchdowns as the third wide receiver. Yeah. 
No wide receiver three gets ten touchdowns. Awesome. None. Mm-hmm. None. He is crazy. You know, and Dalton, Dalton loves him. This is Dalton's got the best chemistry with Jones, so get your hands on this guy. Stay Seriously. Healthy. So good. Stay healthy, baby. Stay healthy. Come on, Marvin. And I just like to say Marvin, so I'm pretty excited for good that, name. too. Giovanni Bernard, I will finish up with him. The Bengals definitely shifted a bit from that running back by committee. He kind of didn't get as many touches. But, you know, with that said, they use Bernard a lot more than they do Hill in terms of out of the backfield in the passing game. Bernard had 43 targets and 349 yards for two touchdowns compared to Hill's 27 targets and only 215 yards. So if you're in a PPR league and you need someone really low, Bernard's not a terrible option. Think flex. Flex. I love, I like Bernard too. Flex. Yeah. I'm a Hill girl, but Bernard is is very, it's very nice on the palate. (laughs) And Giovanni, great name. Another great name. Another one. I've got Giovanni. I've got Marvin. I've got Sanu. Yeah. And you got Andy. Got all sorts of. <laughs> Andy. The Cleveland Browns. I got my ginger back, and I'm thrilled. Josh McCown has already been named the starter. Surprise. So, um, yeah, they said that they want a game manager that won't turn over the ball. So, like last year, we're not going to discuss Johnny Menzel because we don't discuss backup quarterbacks. However, in this one show, I will say the hate has gone way too far. And the amount of internet hate towards this guy is so irrational. You guys all loved him. We couldn't get you to stop talking about him all last season. He has two bad games, and now he's the worst player that's ever been in the National Football League. I don't understand Cut the kids some slack. He was a rookie. This is why we need to stop putting these expectations on rookies. It's ridiculous. And he wasn't named the starter back then either. You're judging him on a scale that doesn't exist. That's right. And we don't hate Manziel. Tell, we just don't no, we talk don't. about the backup quarterbacks unless right. the starting no. quarterback gets hurt. That's yeah. right. We're not going to talk about Colt McCoy. No, we're not going to talk about Mark Sanchez. No. Nope. And there are other people that we're not going to talk about. Sorry. I but hope we are going to talk, talk about, about Tom Colt Savage. Touche, Courtney. Also, uh, Dwayne Bowe tweaked his knee, but it's not serious. So I'm going to go from no must drafts for sure to draft sleepers on that note. Okay. The backfield's a mess. It's a complete mess. The guy who's going to the top is Isaiah Crowell. I think he has the most potential. I think he's probably going to be the starter, but I also don't trust this team to start one, one running back. I think no. that it's going to always be frustrating. Nope. And now Duke Johnson, the rookie running back that they drafted, is, is going higher in drafts now than Terrence West, and I think that's fool's gold. I would just stay away from the whole situation or just get Isaiah Crowell and play him on bye weeks. But I don't yeah. think there's any need. And by the way, Isaiah Crowell's ADP is 90, so ninth, you know, eighth or ninth round. I don't know, you guys. I don't know if I'd do that. But mm, I don't like it. Uh, however, what I am liking is their wide receiver core because someone has to catch some balls somewhere. So we're the number do one they? guy. Do they? I think so. I think so. <laughs> um, <coughs> listen, you know. Dwayne Bowe is going 210th overall, and he's the number one guy. I am not a Dwayne Bowe person. just want to put that out there. But if you're talking about your last pick of the draft, yeah, <laughs> you can pick up a starting yeah. wide receiver, and I'm not going to fault you. That's crazy. That's yeah. actually good value. That's, 
that's great um, value. Also, I would take Dwayne Bowe in the Brian last round. Brian Hartline is at 228. I wouldn't take him because I think Hawkins is going to beat out Hartline. I'm sorry. Hawkins started For all sure. 16 games last year in Miami, and he only had 474 yards and two touchdowns. So I don't know why he is considered the starter. But Andrew Hawkins... He had 824 yards and two touchdowns with probably the worst quarterback situation in the National Football League. Ugly stuff. But he was a PPR gold mine at the beginning of the season. And if he can establish that relationship yeah. with McCown moving forward, I think he's a steal. Again, you may not even need to draft him. He's just someone you pick up off the waiver wire. Yeah. Can you imagine you don't have to draft Andrew Hawkins? Yeah. Well, he's not even listed nuts. as a starter right now in the depth chart, which is nuts. But, yeah. So I say that there's a... A little gold mine of possible receiver. Last pick of the draft kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, do I want, do I think that you need to must start? Absolutely not. No. Yeah. None of them. None of them. They're all. Well, thank you for doing the Browns, because now we're going to the Steelers, and you're drafting everyone. Everyone. As high as as possible. And here is where you're going to (laughs) overpay. You know, spend your money is, is with good value is for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Antonio Brown is going sixth overall. No yes, problem. please. Okay. I'm, I'm okay, okay with, with fifth it. overall. I'm okay with him. You know, if even if you want to get crazy and pick him with your number one pick overall because you don't believe in running backs, you know what? I'm okay with that. <laughs> like, Antonio Brown is a freak, and he is amazing. So... Uh, he he led both in receptions and receiving yards with 129 receptions and, and 1,698 yards. I mean, that's crazy. And 13 touchdowns on top of that. So mm-hmm. uh, he's a freak. So we're okay there. Le'Veon Bell, yes. Yep. He, as of right now, he will be absent for the first three games of the season um, due to suspension. Um, but he's still trying to look to get that reduced. We'll see possible it'll go down to two games one game um either way it doesn't matter you're drafting the man he is a freak not only does he run the ball like a crazy person but he had 83 receptions for over 850 yards and three touchdowns last year he is (laughs) he is the most versatile running back in the league I I saw that um there was an article from about the Steelers that Mm -hmm. they were talking about how there is is a um a bias because Tom Brady already has a date for his, you know, his contesting his suspension, and Le'Veon Bell does not. Now it's different because he straight up was caught with pot. Period. End of discussion. But yeah, still, the right. fact that that they don't know, and there's no date set, it's a little unfortunate. I agree. That is crazy. I didn't even think about that. That's true, though. And they should yeah. all know what they're what they're going into. And, and Le'Veon Bell, this happened so long ago. Before so long ago. Yeah, like Last yeah, year. the beginning. Before the season started, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that is crazy. But either way, he wouldn't have even been arrested. I'm just putting that out there. It's true that. It's a true story. Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, Does that mean we should have Le'Veon Bell come to the Broncos? Because I'd be okay with that. That's what it means. Oh, and let me just tell you right now, I'm not even going to talk about backup running backs with Pittsburgh Steelers, even with Le'Veon Bell out for three games, because it's really going to be pointless. Uh, I even I, I wouldn't even do that. Like, even if you're yeah. drafting Le'Veon Bell, don't don't even worry about handcuffing yourself because the second Le'Veon Bell comes back, that guy's gonna be dropped, and I don't think they're gonna use him. What they're gonna who they're gonna use um, when Bell is out is Martavius Bryant. He's gonna be much more part of the game plan um, for the first three weeks. Regardless, I love him. He's the second receiver there. He's going around the fifth round. 
It's a little high, um, but he's got great potential. In only 10 games, Brian had eight touchdowns last year. So um, that's yeah. awesome. Freak. Yeah, and Musselsberger, um, you know, with all those weapons, mm-hmm. he's bound to be amazing. And last year, he had his best year with 4,952 yards, 32 touchdowns, and only nine interceptions. Um, yep. So, yeah, I, I'm – I mean, don't expect him to get you points on, you know, when he's running. He had 33 rushing attempts with only 27 <laughs> yards. He's, there's a not reason why strength. they call him Big no. Ben. Uh, big he's, Ben. He's not, a, he's not a big mover. So, <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, there really aren't any sleepers. You know, you're going to draft him, guys. Draft him. Baltimore Ravens. So Dennis Pitta can do some things at practice, and he's really, 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 really trying hard to get back into football shape and to play. But the problem is is that he's probably going to start off on the pup or the physically unable to perform list, and that Max Williams, Max with two X's, um, will probably start at tight end. <laughs> so Pitta is someone I will never draft, and maybe I'm just being well, irrational. Well, he's having hip surgery. It's which very is possible. Scary. It's very scary. His, his career might be over. But keep an eye He's on it. He's so injury yeah. prone and a huge surgery. I just, it's, you know. It's sad. But, you know, had to report it. And um, also rumors are swirling that Joe Flacco is going to restructure his contract. I'm only telling you this because I want to remind you that he makes an exorbitant amount of money. He deserves and it. And he's the Fine. reason why all these people have all these huge contracts. Once Joe Flacco got that big contract, everyone's like, I'm signing up. It's kind of like the yep. the Tannehill this season where Cam Newton was like, oh, really? Tannehill's making 96 mil? Agent, come here. I need to talk to you. I mean, yeah. literally, you guys, it's, it's it's crazy how much money is going to be happening in quarterbacks. And it all started with Flacco. Uh, must draft Justin Forsett. Let me tell you something. Yes. I love this guy. His ADP is at 31 right now, meaning like he's like the end of the second, beginning of the third, depending on the size of your league guy. I'm all in. He is Mark Tressman. I want you to think Matt Forte light. That's yeah. what this guy's going to be next year, and I'm loving it. I'm loving every piece of it. And last season, he rushed for 1,266 yards, eight touchdowns. He took down 44 receptions for 263 yards, no touchdowns. But still, they're yeah. saying he's going to double his receptions this year. Awesome. Well, and he's awesome. old, as people have been nervous about. But Justin Forsett has not gotten the wear no. and tear of other no, running backs yeah. of his age. So you yeah. need to think of him as younger than he is because his, he hasn't had that t- tear, you know. I mean, he's going to be great this year. I'm excited for four. He's going as a 14th running back off the board, and I think he's a top 10 guy easy. And you know, not only that, but he had a rough time this free agency with, like, nobody yeah. wanting to offer him money. I love that kind of stuff with Crazy. players because I feel like they just get even more energy, like more, um, you know, will to do better because yeah. they want to prove their worth. And I, I think – He's a perfect example of that. Yeah, I'm really glad he went back to Baltimore. I think it's a great situation. I love everything about it. Speaking of, I'm going to put Joe Flacco in a sleeper category. I'll tell you why. He's going as the 20th quarterback off the boards right now. Whoa. <laughs> that is, that's crazy. Awesome. That's if you're awesome. in a two-quarterback league, once great again, value. Mark Trussman, maybe I'm, you know me, I'm a Mark Trussman girl. But, yeah. okay, 20th quarterback off yeah. the board. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. I mean, he's obviously not the guy I want as my starter, but, it, I mean, okay. Um, but as a backup? Yeah. I'd take him over Mariota. Yeah, and Mariota's going Come on now, peeps. Come on oh, yeah. now. 
Yeah, it's crazy. Um, now, here's the problem, though. This is why. And this is where the sleepers come in as well. And you're going to yes. have to, out of every team in the National Football League this year, they're the ones that I need to see their preseason because they the wide receiver core is, is crazy, and I, I don't understand it. So there's Steve Smith Sr., yep. who, uh, you know, is kind of saying this might be a swan song. This might be the last year of his career. So um, not seemingly surprising, but, you know, there you go. But he's still feisty, so I guess things done. Rashad Perryman is the rookie wide receiver that they took um, early in the draft. And he could be the Kelvin Benjamin of 2015 because they just need him. Yeah. He may have a lot of drops like Kelvin Benjamin. I mean, it might be one of those things where it's like, well, he's still going to be really productive because they have to throw the ball to someone. So I think that he might be a a value pick because he's not going to be as, as, you know, cool as Amari Cooper or Kevin White. But he's in a situation where they have to throw him the ball. Yep. And then they have Marlon Brown. Which, you know, he may make a comeback and become the sleeper that we wanted him to be in 2014. You know, someone will emerge. I'm not quite sure who it's going to be, but definitely, I think there's going to be a lot of, you know, spreading the ball around and whatnot. But I would keep your eye on this team. I think there's a lot of sleeper potential, but I'm not quite ready to commit yet. Although, if I had to put it on someone right now, I would say that probably Perryman will pull a Benjamin. Perryman. I think that's say that's Perryman, for sure. That's, that's what we're hoping for here. Oh, I love the Ravens. I hope they have a good season. Yay, Flacco. <laughs> and this is the 20th quarterback. That's crazy. Fan. That's bananas. That's beyond That's crazy. Cra- that, yeah. That's nuts. Well, that makes him in the lower value. half of quarterbacks. Great value. Because also think of this. Amari Cooper's awesome, but he's got Derek Carr thrown in the ball. If you're going to have a rookie, wouldn't you want to have a Super Bowl-proven quarterback, at least in, in Flacco throwing you the ball? Yeah. Flacco knows how to win games, period. You know, that's just yeah. the, the reality of it. I mean, I'm not I'm not a huge Flacco fan, but let's just be honest here. I mean, like, the Raiders weren't exactly killing it last year. Yeah, right. Well, absolutely. So... <laughs> yeah, and again, guys, this is the first week of June. There's plenty of football to be played out. There's plenty of, you know, people being able to compete for their starting spots. So, you know, keep an eye this this is only if you're drafting within the next few weeks, you guys. But keep an eye on the OTAs and preseason. It's gonna it's gonna get interesting. I'm so excited! Yay! Well, next show we're going to do two divisions from the NFC. Make sure you come on, check us out at herfantasyfootball.com for our shows and news updates and whatnot, and chat with us on Twitter and Facebook at herfantasyfb and Facebook backslash herfantasyfootball, and listen to us on iTunes and watch us on YouTube. It's kind Why of not? a, we started a little while yeah. ago, but we're kind of like really yeah. getting into it. So hop over there and check us out. We would appreciate it. Until next time, no more faking it. Okay.